You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. This is the Bench Top Live, our live podcast where we do Q&A and shoot the shit and have a good time talking about bench pressing. So I'm excited to be here today. Uh, Coach Ben, if you haven't already been following me, uh, I got a special toast to make here on the Benchcast. Alright, our Bench Talk live podcast. Who remembers these things? I saw this in, uh, believe it or not, in the dollar store. Um, so, you know it's value. Pretty cheap. But uh, Kool-Aid bursts. You ever remember these little things? It's like a wax cup here. Uh, we are going to do this special toast. Matt says, oh man, those are good. Yes, they are. You know what they they taste like? It's when you wait for that ice pop to melt so you can drink what remains. That's pretty much the contents of this bottle right here. You can see it's been chilled. It's got some condensation growing on it here. You see that? The nice chilled one. I'm going to crack it open for you all. Bring you back to your childhood. I can't believe I found this. Um... You know, it gives me this nasty heartburn, but it's good. So, trade-off, kind of worth it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like when the ice pop melts. I tell you what, guys. We haven't had this in a long time. Try these out right here. But, hey, do not worry. I come fully loaded here on Bench Talk Live. I also have my coffee, sip of coffee for the working man. I got my pigskin cup, oink oink, and football season's coming up soon. And good news around here, it has uh, supposedly the go has been given to sports teams. Um, I think in New York, it might just be baseball. I don't know. They said Mets can start going. Uh, but I know, hey, New Jersey, they allowing the football to gather and whatnot. So I think most football uh, stadiums, everyone can participate in practices and whatnot. So, uh, you know, cheers to that because I ain't going without my, my football season. Oink, oink. I forget what kind of coffee this is. It's just a Keurig uh, K-Cup. I think it's a Costa Rica blend. All right, guys, so let's get into enough chit-chat. You know, drop your cues down below. We're just shooting the shit, having a good time. All right, I'm going to start off with some uh, some questions here I'm getting on uh, YouTube. We have Hazer, Hazer Yamin. What's up, my friend? Thank you for joining us live. Can I use hook grip in the bench press? Okay, so he's referring to hook grip like, suppose if you were to deadlift. I think we all know hook grip in reference to the deadlift. That is when, you know, I actually got a good tear from some pulls this morning. But um, that's when you're hooking your finger around the thumb. I do not encourage that in the bench press because uh, there's not really a need to because that bar should not be falling out of your hand. Um, that's really the point of a hook grip for the deadlift is so that you have that um, something to lock down, almost like an artificial strap there with your thumb to get a little more of a secure grip. You do not need that on the deadlift, or I'm sorry, in the bench press because of how it's loaded. It's coming down to your hand. So, I mean, that's why you can people false grip. Uh, I'm a fan of actually taking the thumb out 
you know, you've probably heard me talk about this subject before instead of death squeezing it. Because if you have your thumb wrapped, and, and you're talking about wrapping it like this too, uh, I'm not sure because I've never tried doing it like this too. I just don't see the point to doing that. Uh, but I'm a big fan of leaving a thumb out because when you're also squeezing with your thumb on the bar like this, it's reinforcing, and you can even feel it in your form. You know, I feel this a lot in my form because we're getting a lot of activation just to be able to do this. And if you leave your thumb out, you can feel how much less activation you have in your form. Um, you know, we don't want these muscles to be overly active because most times people end up benching in their arms anyway. We really want to bench with our back, so we want to know how to load our back well. So we don't need the thumb death squeezing like this and get more form activation and just commanding more control through the arms. We actually, if we can leave that thumb out, we can now torque into the bar because that's a huge benefit over false grip. False grip's awesome because it allows us to load our lats. But if we leave the thumb out, it's not squeezing on the bar. It's just acting as an anchor so that we can actually bend and twist into the bar and create that activation with our back. So I would encourage that type of grip, um, not necessarily like a hook grip for the bench press because it's just not needed. Not needed. All right. Uh, GW Ireland, later than your usual time. I'm in work. Hey, well, nothing better than watching the, uh, the bench talk live from work, my friend. But uh, hey, I thank you for for tuning in here and uh, jumping in. We did some deadlifting this morning. I did some deadlifting. The team did uh, some benching mostly, but yeah, we had a nice team session this morning. Uh, back at it, so uh, that was pretty awesome. And uh, so it just pushed this back a little bit, so they wouldn't run into each other. And I might do that time to time, but I enjoy you popping in. Uh, always check Monday on our story because that's usually where I'll post the uh, questions box where you can ask the question. I got a bunch of questions that came in the other day, and I'll usually have an updated time. So if you're unsure if I'm going to be a little bit later on Tuesdays or whatever, um, just check on, on Monday. You'll see it in the stories if I, what time I'm going to be going live on Tuesday. But it is uh, for the foreseeable future every Tuesday I will be doing these. Corel's strength and power. Hi, my rotator cuff gets sore after benching. Any advice on how to get less sore from it, how to strengthen it? Uh, yeah, so Corel, I definitely, I put out, it's, it's probably by far, it was our most successful in terms of how many people we had to go through that course. Uh, we had an awesome course called Bulletproof Shoulders. If you go to bigbenches.com, all right, you click on our online course tab. You can even do so in our um, our Instagram bio link if you're watching on Instagram. All right, if you go to that link there to the online courses, Bulletproof Shoulders. Bulletproof Shoulders um, has a bunch of different types of shoulder warm-up routines, shoulder strengthening drills. Uh, you know, it's really, it was like five days, I believe, of just content coming out. We, we went above and beyond for that course. Um, it is a $9.99 uh, purchase now to enroll. I used to have it closed off completely, but we have opened um, our old online courses for $9.99. So well worth it, my friend, if you're experiencing some issues. There's a lot of great strengthening drills in there um, that I highly, highly encourage. But first off, pretty much I would say, you know, finding out why that's happening is it from a specific movement you're doing is it just from benching in general um you know are you are you lacking certain mobility kind of get an idea of, of what's going on there um and then you might want to attack it's probably more a mobility type of thing than it is a weakness i don't uh, expect you to really garnish a ton of soreness 
um, in a discomforting way uh, just from weakness alone. So it's probably a case of you're a little immobile where you need to be and um, it's figuring that out that's going to be the thing for you. All right, but it's always good to focus on the shoulder. And the shoulder joint, when we hear injury in the bench press, the shoulder joint, uh, that's you know, a huge, huge area of concern. Um, mostly because the lifters don't really get into their back well. But you know, even when you do, you know, it happens. I'm going through a shoulder thing myself. I haven't raw benched in a while. Um, doing so right now kind of caused me some pain and whatnot. So I'm kind of working around th that thing too. But bulletproof shoulders, I tell you, that's going to be the course for you. PD says, it was a good day today, let's do it again. Yeah, absolutely, PD. Um, you'll probably be making it a weekly thing, hopefully. Um, you know, but I'd love to have you guys back. Uh, PD was here, uh, part of our team out here in uh, Long Island, New York. We actually got a lot of local team, which is awesome. So we're all able to train this morning. Um, so, yeah, we will 100% uh, do that again. Miss my crew. All right, we got uh, Mo. This is uh, I'm not familiar with this name, Mohith Mailpat. And I know I've said that completely wrong, but that's what you got, my friend. I have a very bad arch. Even if I force myself into it, I'm unable to maintain it for the lift. I'm at 225 one rep max at 68 body weight. Uh, imagine it's a kilo. My friend, I'm, I don't know if the 225 is kilos or not. My friend says I'd get a lot more if I arch and use leg drive. Please help. Uh, so it sounds like you, you don't have a good arch, not because you're not trying, uh, but because you're just not mobile uh, enough to have as maybe perhaps a good as arch as your friend. Um, you know, and I could give you tons of scenarios where my arch isn't going to look like someone else's arch. Uh, and I always tell you, you know, work with what you can, you know, we can go through the same process, we can have the same tightness develop, the same positioning, um, given our flexibility, but don't concern yourself so much with that. You know, we just put out a great video on how to increase your arch, you know, some things you might want to consider in the warmups and things like that. Um, so check out that video on YouTube. It was like two videos ago. Um, but yeah, ultimately, don't compare yourself to other people. Your friend's telling you to arch more because he, he, your arch probably doesn't look like his arch. But that's because he's probably more flexible than you All right, in regards to creating an arch on a bench press. So work with what you give him. Go through the same process. Develop the same tightness. Doesn't mean you can't out bench his ass. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's uh, you got to work with what you give him. But, yeah, absolutely, if you were able to arch more, it makes sense. You, you'd have probably a bigger bench because you're cutting range of motion. But it's not the end-all, be-all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just got to kind of work with what you're giving there. All right. Uh, and then he, uh, he, he said it with kilograms, 225 pounds. So we got a little mix of units there. I work off freedom units, my friends. So if anyone can send me freedom units, it helps me out. Ryan Seacrest. I highly doubt that is the actual Ryan Seacrest. I don't think he lifts much. I do not like push-up. What's the alternative? Oh, just don't do push-ups. You know, um, he's not. He doesn't like because he's not capable of doing it. Um, well, you know, if you're not capable of the push-up, I don't know. That's a, that's a pretty. That's like just getting yourself up off the ground. So. I don't know why you're not liking it. If you can't do one, you could do a modified version of push-up. We have a great video on different modified versions of push-ups. Uh, 
uh, if you have a hard time doing one right now. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I, that would be an alternative is to do like a band assisted push up, something like that. But, I mean, that's that's fundamental. I mean, you should be able to push up before you can bench anything. You know, that's just moving your body around, getting them off the ground. So, yeah, I mean, you can specify on that. Um, Matt, Matt's awesome. Join the VIP group. He can help you out. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, shout out to our VIP membership group. Got a bunch of awesome lifters in there. Well, I'm just putting up a um, ton of content there. And Matt's nice enough. He's a PT out in um, out in uh, Texas. And he's always super awesome for helping out everyone in the group. Uh, Hazard Yamin. But my hand gets into radial deviation when benching, both in close and wide grip. Um... Yeah, so I'm, I, I think he had the question about the the hook grip on the bench. So, hey, if, if it's helping you, you know, bench press pain-free or whatever, then that's fine. Um, I can't really comment to I've never benched like that, nor do I usually recommend it. So I just don't have that background with doing the hook grip on the bench press. Um, so Ryan says, actually, both my wrists are dislocated. Well, that'll do it, Ryan. And I have arthritis and high blood pressure. All right, so um, I would consider doing like a neutral grip push-up and band-assisted, okay? So um, it, it'll be a friendlier variation for you, okay? And uh, in regards to your wrist, your broken wrist there, you can actually keep them in a more neutral position so they don't get bent back. So I would do a neutral grip. You could put dumbbells down or, you know, even make like I got push, ultimate push-up thing here at the handles, right? Um, neutral grip keeps your hands your wrists from being bent back and then do like a band assisted where you sling um, cross it over but sling bands around your shoulders so it'll assist you up and then it should be you should be able to do the push-ups um but in terms of alternative i mean i not really a great alternative for a push-up besides pushing weight away from you um like a dumbbell press or a bench press so um, but definitely using some kind of assistance, even a slingshot, maybe a neutral grip, but a slingshot too. Okay. Uh, Matt says, what do you say to people? Uh, what do you say to people that say it's cheating if someone has a high arch or a large stomach, which means less ROM to bench? I mean, I know they are within the rules, but what do you say about it? Uh, I mean, that's pretty much what I say about it. You know, it's, uh, if hey, they they gotta use it, you know it's no different than having any other advantage. You know I certainly am super handicapped in deadlift, so from a raw lifter perspective, you gotta think. So let's just take my scenario. I got the I got the belly, I got the short arms, so I'm in that category. I got this big arch. I don't travel far with the bar, so some people aren't gonna like that because they travel a lot further with the bar and everything. But then go take me, put me on the deadlift, and it's a freaking shit show just because I got to get all the way freaking down there. You know what I mean? So where it helps me, it doesn't help me. And rarely do we see a, a body structure that's just proportional for everything. You know, if you're balancing everything, power to you. You know, Ed Cohen comes to mind. You know, there's not that many. You know, usually you have your weak lift, and it's usually a structural build thing. But, um... You know, it's no different as if I was saying, hey, look at these freaking orangutan arms on the deadlift. Damn it, I wish I had that. You know, it's the same thing. You just kind of, you dealt what you dealt and you make do with it. Um, you know, if you're within rules, definitely from 
just staying healthy, yeah, you know, just the benefit of being able to touch into your back, keep your shoulders under you. I mean, that alone should um, should really drive home the point that arching uh, and what you can do is uh, critically important than just lying there flat. Um, you know, if I went Larson style, significant drop in me being able to really get my shoulders where I want. Um, let's see. Let's see what's coming in from uh, Instagram here. All right. We got uh, greetings from the Emerald Isle from GW Ireland. What's up, my friend? I would love to go to Ireland at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great time. You drink a lot of Guinness, a lot of, a lot of Jameson. I'm totally down. Question, I just hit a milestone. That's always big news. Sip of coffee for the worker, man. 220 pounds and 100 kilogram at 100, 100, uh, 220 pounds with 100 kilogram at 132 pounds body weight. That's a great bench. I have no comps this year. I'm thinking of doing two months chest hypertrophy. Good idea? Yeah, I don't think you go wrong with that, especially if you don't have anything... Um, you don't have anything on the horizon and that's kind of where we're all at right now i just filmed the podcast the other day which will come out thursday so again guys check out that thursday podcast i think you're really going to like those episodes Uh, i talk about kind of reassessing your goals going forward with this whole pandemic thing and um yeah that's kind of what i talked on a little bit here um what you could potentially do in your training going forward but hey if you don't have any uh you know, you meet on the horizon. I love the idea of extra hypertrophy work. I wouldn't do it for, you know, a shit ton, ton of time because you still want to go through that period where you're building strength and turning it into actually increasing your one rep max. Because, um, I mean, if you just did hypertrophy work all the time, you might as well be a bodybuilder. You know, it doesn't mean it's going to transfer over to uh, eventually hitting a higher one rep necessarily. Um, but it's a good idea. It's a good idea for uh, you know a couple months or something. It'll take an extended period of time to kind of um, hit a hypertrophy block or something. I can see that. Uh, Mike one ninety eight is saying, "How about band flies?" Uh, I'm a fan of band flies. Uh, just more as a recovery type thing. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, the bands create a nice variation for the flies. Uh, Hazard uh, says, "Should you barbell row as much?" as you can bench all right uh no i definitely don't think you should barbell row as much as you can bench but you know your barbell row shouldn't be super far off your bench uh you know i don't even think it needs to match your bench necessarily is is um, popular wisdom might say uh you know I, i think you can continue to increase your bench while having a little bit of a disproportionate barbell row um but yeah, that's a testament for you. You want to try to get it within pretty close range of your bench press. I'd say uh, definitely, probably, and we're talking, we, we don't, we max out in the bench, but rarely would we ever max out on barbell row. So kind of hard to um, decipher there to you got to kind of go off a of projected max. But I think that projection max should be pretty close to that 80% range. I'm just kind of ballparking. But yeah, it definitely doesn't have to have to be more than you bench uh dexter dexter wonder is wondering about tucked elbows um not over tucked 
you know, tucked elbows is much more a cue I would use for a shirted lifter, not a raw lifter, because what ends up happening with a raw lifter is they end up over-tucking their elbows. They shouldn't really need to tuck their elbows other than where the elbow's positioned just from trying to bend the bar. You know, but other than that, I wouldn't actually think about tucking any elbows. Uh, Mike198 also asks, board presses, if you focus on triceps, would you do three board or four boards during that time? Um, yeah, I mean, I personally, I can't use a three board really because that's, uh, I mean, I'd be pretty much hitting the board when I take it out of the rack, but it, it depends on your range of motion, but board works would, would definitely hit the triceps. It's a good thing to add in. Matt says, what are your thoughts on heavy dips? We got a great amount of questions coming. I haven't even touched on the Instagram ones yet. What are your thoughts on heavy dips? All right, so I I am I, I stay away from the heavy dip section. Uh, not my cup of tea. Uh, doesn't mean it doesn't have to be your cup of tea, but I just it's one of those movements. I'm just I'm not in love with the the risk versus reward thing. I just I've just seen so many freaking torn pec videos from those heavy dips. I I think they're awesome though. Um, I'm just I don't think. I'm just not a fan, you know, when you're up on that dip station there and you're going through, because it's very easy, especially when you load it up so heavy to, uh, in that bottom range, because you're in such a vulnerable position. You have all that weight bearing down on you, all right? One wrong move, you kind of lose some tension, sink into it a little bit too much or whatever. You know, if you don't watch yourself, I mean, the risk versus reward, just not there for me. I'd rather build my triceps up some other way. Um, I definitely think it's a great movement, uh, but you just have to be careful with it, like anything. You know, you got to be careful with what you're doing. So, all right, you just got to uh, got to watch that. But I've yeah, I've watched way too many videos where pets just snapping off the bone, and I'm just like, screw that, I'm stay away from that. Because I've I've also um, you know previous back in the day when I would used to load those up, you know, I didn't have the greatest dip station, very old dip station, and I felt. Uh, sometimes where I would get loose didn't mean to but got loose and I would feel that strain in my pet and you know just something I kind of stay away with uh, stay away from but not that you have to I think it's a great movement all right uh yes yeah, cyclonic rap says uh dips will destroy your shoulders eventually haven't done them in 30 years yeah so I mean you know to each their own I know many like heavy dips too and nothing wrong with that but I just don't think the uh, I think there's so many ways to attack the triceps that you don't need to do dips. Um, Smoke four seventeen says, "Are you a fan of decline bench?" Um, yeah, I, I am a fan of a decline bench. I'm a fan of any bench, to be honest with you, my friend. But um, I don't really do it nor program it. Many um, of my athletes probably wouldn't be able to set that up, anyways, um, because the only time I could really see them being able to do that is at a commercial gym. And, um, you know, many of our athletes are training out of uh, powerlifting type facilities or home gyms, um, and they wouldn't really be able to set that up. But I do like it on kind of like that recovery basis, doing high reps, uh, maybe at the end of the workout or a recovery day, doing high reps, um, and it is going to uh, essentially take you out of your shoulders a little bit more, really allow you to kind of load into the lats and hit the chest. Matt says the pet tears started increasing in CrossFit when they change the range of motion requirements. Yeah, um, I can, I, that, that shit scares me. When you get down there too low, whew, 
You know, definitely don't like having a range of motion requirement. You tell me you get that low, I say F that. Uh, Kevin, what's up, Kevin? Slight pain discomfort in form, only in right arm, during the eccentric on the bench. Have you ever experienced this? And if so, how do you alleviate it? High rep forearm work? Um, so anytime I've been, and I tell you, I've, mostly when I'm benching in a shirt, just from the high load, more times than not, it ends up turning into more like an uh, overuse thing. So if I just rest, it goes away. It's just because I know, Kevin, we program a lot of bench for you. So that might be something we consider. We just dial it back a little bit for a few, a week or two, something like that. Um, maybe take away one of those movements that we're doing. But um, usually it, was, it would be an overuse thing for me. And, um, man, you know, I've, I've certainly felt that. You know, in the shirt, you get to this point and And um, many shirted lifters will tell you this, that, uh, you know, it's just from the combo, the weight, and the resistance of the shirt, and just probably overuse in time, too, it literally feels like your form's just shattered in the bone. Like, it's really uncomfortable. It's just this piercing pain going through you, more like nerve coming through your form and shit. Um, It's very uncomfortable. And, um, you know, I'd say it's more overuse things. Because I rest, you know, it goes away, so... Um, but hey, you know what? Hey, Matt, you might be good to reach out to because, uh, you know, Kevin, of course, is uh, on our team, you know, teammate of ours. So, you know, uh, Kevin, definitely uh, recommend you reaching out to Matt on uh, our Facebook group. So hopefully, I know I always ask you social media uh, if you're on the, I know you're on Facebook, we, we chat. So you go into that group, our VIP group, and you can talk to Matt there. He might have something for you if you can describe what's going on. Alrighty. Bench dips with slingshot is a great bench dips with slingshot is a great finisher. Yeah, I think the slingshot's a great way to uh, to add you know some protective measure to to the um, dips. So yeah, might you spot on there? Yeah, I didn't really think about that. Uh, slingshot dips seem awesome. Uh, Kevin, thanks. Absolutely, my friend. Hey, let's do, we're going to do a sip of Kool-Aid for you. I got a little bit left. Again, guys, um, this will bring you back to your childhood right here. This is that, it's like this wax bottle Kool-Aid um, burst that I found at the dollar store. I was like, shit, I remember drinking these back when I was a little kid. Um, tastes, again, just like the freeze pops. I'm sure y'all guys have had freeze pops in the summer. Man, I used to live off the freeze pops. We had a whole freezer full of freeze pop, and I would I would smash it up, turn it into slush, or I wait till it melted, and this tastes like melted freeze pop. I tell you what, sip of Kool Aid for you, Kevin. I'm gonna save this rest for the end. Oh, just kidding. Tastes too good. All right, moving on. Alrighty, yeah, Kevin likes that, he's laughing. Ezer Yamin, can I unrack the weight which I am going to be benching, maxing out prior to the day just to get the confidence and will make hit a PR with more confidence? Uh, I would do that same day. You're talking about the day prior. I don't really see a point in that because you still kind of want to work up to that amount. You don't want to just, you don't want to just put it on the bar and take it out probably going to want some lead up so it just it works it meshes better with doing it on the same day so you do your warm-ups 
and then you would load up the weight and take a, a heavy overload. Um, we do a lot of bench holds with our athletes, especially as we're progressing in a, a training cycle. So that's what I would encourage, just do it in the same day. Well, we got any more questions coming in here? I got plenty that came in on Instagram the other day, so we're going to hit these up a little bit. Okay, actually, Matt had a great question here. Um, how often would you say you do um, explosive plyometric training? Okay, um, it, it really depends if you categorize speed work as like explosive plyometric training. Um, in that scenario, it um, it depends. I'm not the hugest fan of speed work on the bench, but we'll probably have it in there as, as a deload day type of workout. So typically once a month, but it really depends on if, if you're dealing with a, a slow lifter. You know, if you're dealing with a slow lifter and, you know, it wouldn't hurt to build some speed work in their program, see if that helps out a bit. You know what I mean? So uh, if you're already dealing with an explosive lifter, and I could give you examples I've seen over my career time. It's some lifters are just slow. And then, like, on the other hand, athletes, um, many who are younger athletes, they've been playing sports for a long time. They built up those fast twitch muscle fibers. They're very, very explosive. Then they hit this certain rep range, and then boom, they just it, it just stops. Um, whereas a slow lifter, they just they keep on grinding it out, but um, you know, it's definitely slow, and that that train can stop rolling. So um, you know, I I uh, think if you're slow, doing it more often, you know, even on a weekly basis, a lot of our shorter guys will do uh, will do the the speed stuff more often. Uh, but I would say once a month, once a month, or even just once every eight weeks or so. Um, it's kind of like maintenance, little deload workout, you know. So it really depends. It really depends. Uh, Mike198 says, what are you going to do when gyms reopen? Uh, well, I'm just going to train with more people, I suppose there, Mike. Um, I can't wait, though, until they do. Uh, I am planning on uh, getting out there to a, a few spots to train with some people. Um, you know, I'm planning on filming some content too for you guys on YouTube. I would love to, uh, for example, I've, I mentioned to Jimmy Cobb. I'd love to, to come bench with him in Virginia. Um, that's definitely on my my list. I would love to go bench with uh, Tony Carlino in Georgia. I would love to, anytime I can get out to Texas, I'm a big fan of that, but uh, I'll, I'll get out to Texas. I really want to bench with um, a Tiny Meeker's place. I want to bench with the Bench Daddy crew. You know, there's, there's just, um, I was talking to uh, Barry Mar Marfeka. I hope I said that right. Um, uh, Metal Militia, he runs Metal Militia in Texas. Uh, I would love to go bench at his place. So, I mean, there's just numerous places I'd love to go bench, so I'm certainly excited to, uh, to get out there pretty soon, sooner than later, and uh, film some content and and just get some benching with some people. So yeah, definitely, I'm I'm gonna be uh, getting a uh, camera to film that in, in good quality for you guys, and um, that that's my plans. But um, you know, competition wise, next for me, uh, I'm trying to take a, a crack at top ten at 242 all time. Um, I'm a little lighter now, I'm about 249 ish, and um, you know, I plan to continue to try to keep that trend of, of losing weight a bit. And, um, you know, I'm certainly the, the Kool-Aid pops here. They aren't helping so much. But, um, 
yeah, that's uh, that's my plans. And then I might even go down to 220 and, and take a crack at some of those. That would require a weight cut, though. Not going to get that light right now. All right, Smoke417 also says, I've benched a long time without knowing what leg drive was. Ever since, I have no clue what it's supposed to feel like. I watched you demonstrate it, but I just can't get it to work for me. Um, that's a tough, my friend. If you've been watching our content and you're still having a little bit of a hard time with that, uh, I'm going to put a YouTube playlist together. I got to get on that. You know, there's, there's, I'm making playlists for specific issues uh, of all our videos we film, but... Um, in terms of leg drive, uh, if the online content's not going, doing it for you, just not kind of putting it together, um, I need to get working with you one on one. Because if I can get working with you one on one, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what leg drive is supposed to be like. You know, sometimes it's just people need that feedback. You know, it depends on kind of what learner you are. You know, it's sometimes it's very tough for me to just watch a video and learn from that. You know, I'm not I'm I'm a very hands on kind of learner. You know, I need to do things. It's always been like that through school. If I, I could literally, I could read a book and not tell you anything about the book after I'm done. Okay. Um, uh, Zoltan jumping in. What's up, my friend? The art of getting up. Shoot him a follow, guys. He's a, he's a fantastic artist. Um, but uh, I am. Uh, where we where we at? Lost my lost my thought here. <laughs> can't get it to work for me oh it's the leg drive yeah so guys reach out to um you know let's if i can get out to your area a bench clinic you know i'm gonna try to get these rolling more after this thing's all gone okay so uh a bench if i can work with you one-on-one man you know we're gonna be able to create something special here with your leg drive so um you know whether you want to come into to my place um in melville new york and long island Anyone is welcome to come down for a training session. That's where you can find me all the time. Um, but, you know, hey, when I get my schedule built up for going and doing these bench clinics and whatnot, um, you know, and if you guys, I, I tell everyone here, if uh, you know a, like, private gym owner or whatever, and, uh, you know, I just need access to a gym or a bench press, you know. So get me in touch with the gym that you train at, whatever. Once they open, this whole thing, you know, blows over a little bit. Give it some time. But uh, I want to start getting some on a schedule, and then hopefully we can get one in your area, Smoke 417. Because uh, if I can work with you, yeah, if we can work with you one-on-one, you know, it's gonna, that's going to help a shit ton. All right. And yeah, what I was saying is I could read a, I could read a freaking book and not tell you nothing about it. You know, that's how bad I am sometimes. I'd have to read a book and then, like, immediately start putting things into action. Um, that's kind of my deal, you know. Yep, absolutely, my friend. Hazard says, can I increase my leverage in the bench press as I have long arms? Hazard, I got a video for you, my friend. We got, uh, we did a video on um, um, benching with long arms. Just search big benches, long arms. It's going to come up. But, hey, that's going to speak right to you if you got long arms. All right, Matt says, I kicked myself. I missed out meeting Tiny Meeker at the convention, at a convention in 2018. Yeah, uh, you know, the Arnold, I've seen him a few times, um, you know, and he actually made a, a bench pad here, beautiful bench pad. Uh, I would love to be able to actually train with him in person, get some training with the king himself, the uh, the all-time biggest bench. Um, but, you know, hey, his gym is down, I forget, uh, uh, Humble, Texas, I believe, 
Um, not sure where that is in relation to any of the big cities, but I think I want to say more in the Houston area, but I'm not sure. Um, but definitely want to uh, just reach out to him and, and see when I can maybe swing by the gym sometime. That would be really awesome. Really awesome. What we got here? Um, people, uh, cyclone reps, people that can't understand leg drive, I have them do slow negatives and teach them to lower the weight with their legs, and that usually works after their legs are freaking burning, having to lo lower it. Yeah, uh, that that sounds like a good plan, my friend. Damien, my bench has literally had the biggest turnaround, Coach Ben, until you had. I had no idea how wrong it was. Always grateful. Hey, Damien, anytime, my friend. Um, you know, you've made some great strides, and uh, very proud of you, my friend. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, the leg drive, you know, it's, it's a big thing. So, uh, you know, I hope everyone can uh, find that benefit in their bench press. Um, the Buffalo Botticelli. I've already learned so much from the tutorials. Awesome, my friend. Um, I really appreciate you watching. It means a lot to me. Um, you also may want to consider checking out our online courses as well. They're they're a really they're like nine ninety nine, so it's a low investment point. But we put some really good content on there. Um, you know, like I said, the Bulletproof Shoulders online course was fire. We put a lot into that. Actually, during the filming of it, I was like, you know, this is this is quite a bit. This is kind of a, a production here for, you know, one of these courses. So um, that one was a, a little bit overboard. Um, but, you know, our granddaddy course, that one. And I'm planning to come out with a shirted bench course this summer, too. Um, you know, I'm really getting behind these courses. I think they're a great way to learn content and I can just delve into different things in, in a progressive order that makes sense. But um, our our big bench course, that's nine nine ninety nine ninety nine, dollars It's $100 and you can do three payments of 33 per month. And um, that course, that has a lot in it. That's like 40 plus videos, six different modules, it's just progressive learning the setup stuff to take out stuff you know all these little concepts the videos are about three minutes each you know there's a lot of stuff going on in there that you can put into action right away also comes with our six-week bench program so you know that that alone is is a 40 dollars investment too so yeah, definitely check that out if you want to really reconstruct your bench press all right i'm, I'm gonna go through i'm gonna come back and go through a few uh few more of these instagrams here at Dixon4542, equipped benching, size, brand for beginner. All right, so he's asking about sizing the bench shirt and then the brand of bench shirt. So in terms of brand, you know, I don't think you can go wrong. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the metal bench shirts, but ultimately, if you're starting out and you're a beginner, my thing is just get a shirt and start learning. You know, you're not going to go wrong because you just need to get one on. You need to start learning it. Um, and then eventually you get more advanced in it. You'll be able to transition shirt to shirt with more success and kind of pick out what you like. In terms of sizing, I would do the sizing they recommend. So I'll just say for Inzer, right, go with the size they recommend. That would be uh, shoulder circumference plus two, and that would be the size of your shirt. Because what they recommend is going to be a real um, lenient take. Okay, it's not gonna be too aggressive because as a beginner, you don't want to go through a huge break-in process. You know, you don't want to have to worry about that. You want to be able to pretty much go full range right off the bat. You, I would recommend getting a used shirt just for that. You know, but uh, you don't want to um, 
get a super tight venture right out the bat save you a lot of headache okay so i would definitely recommend that at the strong arm of the law that's one of the best ones i've read out strong arm of the law i love that uh, belt or no belt how do you decide which is best for you uh well very simply um you know it's just a personal preference and we're talking belt on the bench the belt doesn't hold any substantial value um, it's not like a squat or a deadlift where it can significantly impact the numbers that you're moving on that lift. Um, does it does it help? Uh, maybe, but more in terms of the, the bracing that you're creating because we do want a tight midsection. I like wearing it. Uh, I wouldn't wear it though if it really prevents you or aggravates you from arching. You know, if you feel like it's blocking you in any capacity and trying to create your arch. Um, then I wouldn't mess with it because that's not going to have the payoff. But uh, I'm a fan of it, so really just personal preference. Uh, don't wear it so tight that you can't breathe. That's a big mistake most of the time with the belt. Um, but, yeah, that's how I go about doing it. Just try it out. See if you like doing that. Uh, more more or less just helping you out by giving you a spot to breathe into. At Crockett 001 should lockout work be done on shirt day or second bench day so I, it depends i like if you still got gas in the tank i like to get some secondary stuff in on a, on a shirt day you know it just it makes sense to me you know hit the the uh, overload stuff after usually i do that in a shirt as well do like some some heavy close grip off a board something like that but um if the if it's a serious weak point for you you know, consider doing it in both both times. Do it after shirt work on uh, and then on your main day, and then do it on the second day as well. And that's usually the case. You know, usually we'll do like some board pressing on the shirt day, and then we'll do like floor pressing on a, or pin pressing on that second day. You know, I, I'm a big I'm in favor of since we probably already had boards broken out in the first place for our shirt today. Um, just kind of using them after whether it's in the shirt or raw or raw with bands you know just continuing with the board work after the shirt stuff and then pin press floor press type variations on that second bench day as usually how i spin it um and if not that we're doing like speed work or something on a second bench day but um you could do either or you know, i can see you spinning that either or or both really depends on the person and if it's a huge weak point for you okay Smoke 417, how much percentage-wise am I costing myself without leg drive? Um, you know, not a not a huge amount unless you're really sacrificing position as well. Um, but, I mean, you, you could probably get pretty decently in the ballpark close area of feet up benching versus feet down benching. But you're always going to have a significant advantage feet down bench pressing by far, by far. But that gap might not be as wide as you may think. Um, so, uh, to give you an example, uh, I haven't really tried to pre uh, push a raw bench in a while. But when I did, I hit the 440 at the meet. Um, at that time, what I could have potentially have done for a feet-up single, uh, 385, 395, something like that. So, you know, that's just to give you an anecdote for myself. What do you think about reverse grip benching? Oh, just did a video on that one. That's uh, something I may, uh, oh, sorry, reverse grip. So you're talking underhand grip. I, I'm thinking 
the reverse band bench row for some reason. Um, reverse grip benching. So that would be with the underhand. I haven't done much of it, to be honest with you. I haven't done much of it. I haven't programmed much of it. Uh, I think it's a tremendous way to really get a good amount out of your lats and take yourself out of that pronated grip and being in the shoulders. So if you're having shoulder trouble, I think it would be a good variation to try out, see what you like with it. Um, but uh, it's not something I've frequently done a lot with. So, you know, I, I'll probably try playing around with it, though. We get these questions a lot with the underhand grip, um, just not something that I've, I've done much with uh, right now. All right. We got some people popping in from Denmark. What's up, Denmark? Howard Weingarten, you helped me with your setup videos. Just saw your new shirt video, and hopefully it helps get my opener down. Could you do more videos on that? Uh, yeah, so, hey, Howard, um, what's going to be great for you, my friend, is um, that shirt at bench course I'm coming out with this summer. Uh, I want it to really cover everything you need to know about messing around with your shirt, um, different stuff, the setup with the shirt, the takeout process so critical. And um, what I've been kind of waiting on is, uh, yeah, I wanted to film this in the summer first off because trying to film freaking shirt videos in the winter, cold nippies and shit, not for me. Um, I like to leave my shirt, hoodie, everything I got on for the winter. So I was waiting to film it in the summer because it's cold as shit in the winter. But um, also, I want to, uh, so I'm breaking in a really tight bench shirt right now. It's a really aggressive breaking. Supposedly, I was going to do a meet in July, um, but I'm, I'm trying to kind of like, um, capture that process and I wanted to kind of include it in the um, in that uh, shirted course but I'm hoping to come out with that uh, sometime soon so that's going to be like all inclusive thing for you but yeah we'll keep up with the shirted vids for sure um, majority of people probably watching aren't necessarily shirted lifters so I try to get a good balance in but that course is going to be all shirted lifting so I think you're really going to enjoy that okay Alrighty, let's see, Damien said, first time I got 315 was underhand, I see Michael Hearn do it same day, I got it, he did 27 reps, uh, progress is always subjective, but love the Titan, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> that, that always kind of deflates, you finally get that 315, my friend, and then you see a dude going, do it for 27 reps, that's, uh, that was encouraging, um, Dan Roberg, forearm near the elbow starting to hurt. Would a wrap help? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the compression wrap. We sell a little compression wrap on our, our website too, and uh, that really helps alleviate some of the forearm pain. If you just kind of squeeze in that area, it just helps alleviate some of that. Um, so I definitely encourage some kind of compression wrap. Um, nothing that's going to affect you while you're benching, you know, we still want to have blood flow going on. You know, I know the wrist wrap's tight and shit, but, you know, just don't let it get in the way of your venture. But I'm a fan of, of using compression. Uh, that or elbow wrap. Elbow sleeves are great. Uh, I don't know about elbow wraps. Um, not like wrapping your knees. I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, that ain't going to help your elbow, but it ain't going to get you to bench up a little bit. Not a fan of that. You know, I've seen um, Larry Wheels do some stuff with his... Uh, I think he has like an elbow wrap for that. You get a little boost, but not a fan of that, you know. Um, or elbow already can take some beating, but I don't want to wrap it up and try to prevent it. But yeah, elbow sleeves. Elbow sleeves are awesome. 
Elbow sleeves are awesome. Our elbow sleeves are the best. So if you can get elbow sleeves, go bigbenches.com until you get the taper. As I had the Mark Bell, I had the whole slingshot one. You know, you get the brand name, but I don't. I, I like the taper and the inside the elbow. I like that taper. Too much material bunching up. Not a fan. So I like ours. Little taper design there. Very smooth. All right. Um, let's go to. We got a couple more here from the Instagram. At Alex, Alec Warwick's thoughts on banded bench AMRAPs to failure, then doing free weight minus bands. Um, not something I've really done much of, so um, nor programmed. So I, I think it's a, a generally good idea. It depends on what phase you're in, though. You know, that sounds more like something you would do a hypertrophy type phase. You know, potentially trying to work on speed off the chest and, and some lockout with the bands you got going on there. And then doing the, I do know the, the difference, um, free weight minus bands. Once you do a lot with the bands, you immediately take it off and you're just free weight. That weight just, it just cruises. You hit mid range, it just feels like it cruises up for you. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I do do it. Guys, if you'd ever done like banded benching and then immediately went to free weight benching, oh man, you realize how much you had to, that the bands were assisting you in fighting through to the final end. I'll tell you that. Sip of coffee for the worker, man. I appreciate all y'all joining me today. You know, a little later start time, but I really appreciate y'all joining me. All right, Alec Works also asked thoughts on ladder sets on bench for peaking. Can it be a form of auto-regulating? So I wasn't familiar with the term ladder sets before this. I actually looked this up the other day. All right. Um, the ladder set, um, you know, I learned as knowledge to me that that is where, um, you know, so you take like, say your five rep max or eight rep max, something like that. All right. And then you're only doing like two reps or you start one rep, two reps, three reps. So the, all the first sets are with that weight but you're doing considerably less reps and you're kind of working up um and i like that i don't really like that for um peaking necessarily um you know you're you're getting good volume in and whatnot but uh you, you that initial bit there it's probably not going to be as good a, a stimulus um as we would like during that peaking phase and then by the time we're up, you know, we're doing a bunch of reps and we're, we're really trying to train for a one rep max. Um, but I love the idea of working sub-maximally and working up. I'd say this would fit more like early training phase, the mid-training cycle there in the whole progressive scheme. Um, not really like the peak, but um, I like the idea. I think it's a cool idea. It was the first time I heard of that term, ladder set, unless it's, it's uh, you know... Um, a different term sometimes terminology is different you know honestly terminology can be different in different areas too it's really weird um you know what's really cool is there's this dialect te uh, test so if you go to um, google and you type in i think it's uh i don't know new york post or something i think had it and it was like new york post um dialect test you know just google that it's a really cool little test where they ask you like 25 questions just like what you call things like i don't know like a, a rotary for example i say rotary like the drive around thing but um 
you know, you might say it differently in another area or, you know, and it'll pinpoint you like to the place you were probably raised and born. Um, that dialect test thing. It's pretty cool. Um, definitely encourage you checking that out. You haven't have it. It's a, it's a fun little, a little party gig thing there. Um, uh, but yeah, it pinpoints me right in the, but the way I, I say terms, it puts me right in Massachusetts there, which born and raised. So, all right, guys. So that's it from the Instagram. Let's see, we got any questions popping in here? All right. Uh, Matt says, "Do you like to use different wrist straps? Stiffer for heavier bench and more general for squats overhead?" Yeah. So that's exactly why we have a couple different um, styles of, of wrist wrap. We have a very stiff supportive wrap that's a lot longer our big benching wrap and then we have a multi-purpose wrap and the multi-purpose wrap um is is better quick on and off not as stiff um that i would use for light uh light squats overhead press that type of thing is general use um but typically i'll wear the same um for squats i wear the same wrist wraps the the big stiff ones from um the that i bench with okay because i still want that same support because get freaking heavy with the squat too All right. Uh, Hazard also asks, should novices use elbow sleeves and wrist straps if you have some kind of discomfort? But other people say if you use it, it will get you will get stronger, but your tendons will remain weak. Your thoughts? Um, so, should if you have some? So, if you're getting discomfort from them, uh, I wouldn't bother working with them for a while. Um, and if you do, you can definitely overuse supportive equipment. So you are going to be somewhat weaker without it once you uh, take them off. I've certainly felt that firsthand. Um, so you don't want to over-rely on supportive equipment, you know, is, is the name of the game there. You know, we just did a podcast on that last Thursday. I think you'll really find it um, very insightful. Uh, it was all about wrist wraps, and I was talking about how not to overuse them and whatnot. Um, so definitely check that out, the Benchcast. You can probably listen on Spotify, iTunes, whatever you listen to podcasts. But um, yeah, that would be my, my take on that. Is uh, if you get discomfort from, don't bother. You know, just get strong without them for the time being. You know, when it gets super heavy, you might find that you'd like that supportive gear. But again, just take them off after your peaking cycle, so you get ready for a meet. Do the meet. Take them off for the next four six weeks or so. And Dave Matt. Uh, Matt Vosian I'm sorry I said that wrong my friend your opinion about bench daddy bison shirts um, so I'm not sure that specific model it's probably I don't know if it's like the, the shirt layer with like the um, device kind of sewn in or I know there's one that's just one whole kind of piece um, I have not used it I've used um, the full shirt, shirt. Uh, I don't know if that's considered the bison or not but uh, I used the the full shirt get up thing once, and um, it's different. You have to keep that higher groove kind of just pull through. It's not going to act like your traditional shirt, um, you know. And and uh, I think we did a podcast uh, literally last week that uh, on band shirts. My uh, my take on band shirts. That was last week's episode. And uh, that would, I would put in the category of a band shirt. So if you want to hear me go more in depth on that and my, my deep thoughts on that, um, then I would check out that podcast, my friend. Um, they're good. They're good. It's not a, a poly shirt. Definitely not. 
Um, Damien Beard's looking solid. Thanks, my friend. I actually had to. It was it was a little untamed today, so I had to uh, get a little bit of uh, that that beard that beard butter type of thing in there just to keep it going here, keep it straight. Otherwise, that shit would have been all over the place. All right. Uh, smoke 417, I just noticed pain inside my right elbow, been searching for sleeves. I tell you, bigbenches.com, my friend, that's the best sleeves you're going to get there. Alright, uh, so, guys, that's a wrap, we've been going almost an hour now, I've had a blast talking with y'all, um, we've finished out a Kool-Aid container here, these are great, and then, hey, sip of coffee for the working man, I'll give you one more here. Alright, I'm going to take my leave. I'm going to get some coaching in with our athletes. I'm really excited that you all joined me today. We're going to do it again next Tuesday. Not sure of the time, but make sure to check on Monday. Alright, make sure to check on Monday on our Instagram stories. I'll even post it on uh, Facebook as well to let you guys be informed there. But I enjoy doing these very much. Um, you can catch a replay on YouTube and also through the BenchCast podcast. I appreciate all y'all being with me. Uh, if you want to take in some more content from us, you want to get some nice discount codes, those, the online courses that I was talking about, you're going to save 50% being a member of our VIP membership as well. Um, so you're going to get a lot of good stuff with that. I go live each week for the team. And um, if you want to be a part of that, you want to join on with us, you want to keep this, this train rolling, go to bigbenches.com, click the VIP membership, and uh, get involved. Can't wait to have you join us. All right. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate y'all, and I will talk to you next week.